You're listening to Muscles, Motherhood, and Motivation. I'm your host, Chloe Puff. So first off, although weight loss isn't the only health goal for most women that I work with, it seems to be the topic that comes up the most frequently. Um, And so I want to talk about some common misconceptions Um, And then we're going to focus on um, what to do better instead. And at the end of this live video, if you're watching this now, I'm going to tell you the number one thing that you can do today to start losing weight um, in a way that is more effective and more sustainable. So here's the main problems. And we are going to kind of lump them into two categories. There is the category of not enough and there is category of too much. So in the not enough category... Um, most of the time you're actually, you're not losing weight because you're not getting enough calories. You're not getting enough protein. You're not doing enough strength training. Uh, there is a lack of consistency. There's even a lack of fiber. I mean, you know, and there's also a lack of goals or, um, any sort of structure to follow. And then on the opposite side of that, typically, People who are having a hard time losing weight are doing too much um, of cardio, for example, focusing on the scale and the measurements, Um, excess calories, far too many calories, and then also um, actually eating too many foods that are considered diet foods, Um, anything that has... Um, anything that's like low fat typically is packed with sugar, for example, like a low fat yogurt actually has like way more sugar. Um, and then there's also too much fat on low carb diets most of the times. And then again, the last thing is you're, you have unrealistic expectations. So we're going to pick some of these apart because truthfully, I mean, weight loss can feel very daunting because too much is bad and too little is bad. And so we're just kind of left to float in the middle and that can be really stressful. So I want this to just serve as kind of a guideline um, and a reference really. Oh, here we go. Hold on. Oh, I froze. There we go. So I know I can't pack everything into one talk, but this is a great place to start. And I just want to be able to give you kind of some tangible things that you can take with you right now. So we're going to break this down into two categories, movement and meals. Um, And as some of you know, um, those of you who are clients, you know that I coach using my three M's system, which is movement, meals, and mindset. So I'm going to be giving you a sneak peek into only two of these pillars today. Um... So first off is movement. We know that exercise is a crucial part of our health routine. Um, And as for weight loss, we need to focus on actually integrating movement in the first place because a lot of people who are trying to lose weight are coming from a sedentary place. Um, And then also doing the right kinds of movement. And that can be really frustrating because you're like, okay, Chloe, then what do I need to do? So Everyone's exercise needs are going to be very different, but a good point of reference would be to do some form of higher intensity or uh, strength training for 30 minutes three times a week, just as an example. The main mistake here is that 
as a society, we have this idea that, you know, doing copious amounts of cardio, like running the weight off, you know, running to burn these calories off. Um, and also the fact that so many women are scared to lift heavy, um, for one reason or another, they don't know what kind of strength training to do, or they just truly believe that cardio will do the trick, um, or have another idea of how to lose weight. Um, but reality here is that cardio is best for your heart health and strength training is a much more effective option for fat loss. So right off the bat, um, one thing that you can do right now is to start implementing more strength training into your routine. Um, the second thing that can arise here is actually overtraining. So if you're exercising too much, it can trigger an overstimulation of cortisol, which is your stress hormone. And, um, your body is not going to do well with huge amounts of cortisol in your body. Um, cortisol a little bit is good because, um, it, it impacts protein synthesis in the body and it does, it has all these functions, but really like you think of it as like your fight or flight hormone. So if you've got like an overstimulation of this fight or flight hormone, it's going to throw a lot of things off balance. Um, one is that you're not going to be utilizing energy as effectively energy, meaning calories in this sense. So there's the other side of that, which is either not exercising enough or not exercising at all. Um, and the truth is that muscle burns fat, but I'm going to try and I'm going to try and break it down as simply as possible because it can be a little bit confusing. So I'm going to try and tell you the science behind it without being too sciencey. So technically the muscle itself isn't what burns the fat. What's actually happening is that fat molecules get converted into glucose and that glucose or glycogen is used as fuel for the muscle. So glucose or glycogen is stored in the form of carbohydrate in the muscles, which side note, yes, you heard me say that carbohydrate gets stored in the muscles, which means you need carbs. That's it. Period. You need carbs. <laughs> so here is some, um, here's a couple things that you need to note. So the more active you are, the higher your RMR or your resting metabolic rate is going to be. So essentially that resting, resting metabolic rate, um, basically means that the, the more it means you'll be burning more calories more often than someone who is sedentary. So your body has like a, a baseline of the calories it needs in order to function. Um, and when you become more active, your body will be burning more of that energy to thrive and sustain life. Okay. So you're essentially creating a better metabolism by being more active. So muscle doesn't directly burn the fat, but the more muscle you have, the more calories you'll end up burning. And that is because we need fuel to burn fuel in a nutshell. So your body needs carbs, healthy fats for fuel for the body to utilize. So the fact that the fact that people are still doing extreme starvation are doing, um, really restrictive, um, caloric intake, doing really restrictive 
macronutrient intake. That's why, honestly, diets just don't... (laughs) They don't work over a long period of time because your body is not going to be able to sustain itself on minimal fuel. So let's take a breather here. Now that we've talked a little bit about exercise for weight loss and the common mistakes that I see, and again, just some tools on what you can think about right away, um, let's shift to nutrition. So There's like a million and one nutrition factors when it comes to weight loss, but, oh, oh, I'm like ready for bed, y'all. I don't normally work, (laughs) work this late, but I was just too excited. I had to do, I had to do, um, I had to record this. So here we are. Um, So we're just going to touch on a few um, of these nutrition issues here. So number one is that people are eating either too many or too few calories, but that's so freaking annoying to find out because how the heck do you know how much is enough? How much is too much? How much is too little? Um, ideally, and this is this, these are the steps that I walk my clients through. Um, you would calculate your caloric needs and your, like your TDEE, which essentially is the number of calories that you need to like thrive and survive. Right. Um, but if you were to Google like calculate, calorie calculator, you should be able to, um, pretty easily find, um, a way to just like plug some things in and get a relatively close estimate, um, of the caloric needs, uh, that your body has. So with that number in mind, if your goal is weight loss, um, typically I would advise like a 500 calorie or less deficit to lose about a pound a week. So essentially what that means is if your body, like just for example, if your body needs 2,500 calories, you calculated it out, your body needs 2,500 calories just to exist, to burn for functions like breathing. (laughs) I mean, you know, just sitting, your body is constantly burning calories as even as you're doing nothing, seemingly doing nothing, right? So With that number in mind, the deficit there would be 500 calories lower, right? At the max. I would not advise anything more than that because, um, and I don't know if I've posted this yet, but um, I basically, (laughs) your body your body needs calories, right? We already talked about the fact that your body needs calories, but a lot of people have this number in mind that, um, 1200 calories is the magic number for women. That's it's ridiculous. And I don't know why it keeps popping up because it's, it's insane. 1200 calories is, is enough to sustain an eight year old child. Um, and that's, that's literal science. (laughs) So you are not an eight year old. You need more than 1200 calories, especially if you are working to become more active. So please, 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 please stop dieting. Make sure you're getting enough fuel first and the right kinds of fuel, right? You don't want to put you don't want to put sludge in your gas tank. You want to make sure that your fuel is matching up with your needs, right? So the balance can be extremely hard to find on your own to basically make sure that you're not eating too little, you're not eating too much. So I highly recommend never doing a nighttime live again. Wow. (laughs) I'm a mess. Um, so 
basically because I know it is so difficult. I highly recommend that you get some form of professional support or um, at least some eyes on um, what your measurements end up being, what your caloric needs are, because frankly, like, I don't believe in just using like tracking apps on their own without any context, without any guidance, because they can cause a lot of like mental issues down the road as well. Um, and really, really, they're not really teaching you anything. These apps are not teaching you about, um, why you're eating that amount or, you know, how to be flexible within your needs. And so I don't want you to feel like you're stuck with one option. So again, starting with calculating your like baseline of your needs, um, is going to be a really powerful first step in being able to figure out what your body actually needs and how much you need to fuel. So Again, just finding some sort of professional support is going to be probably a big game uh, game changer in terms of making sure that you're getting what you need um, for weight loss. So keep in mind that if you are focused on eating well and moving your body, the weight loss will come. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of science behind weight loss and the things that you have to do, the things to avoid. But at the same time, it's important to really like, honestly, the one thing that you could do, and this, this isn't even the one thing that I was planning on telling you, uh, is to just implement consistency, like literally just cause that's, that's where we fall behind. We have like one really, really good diet day where we have, you know, super healthy meals all day. And then the following day or th that weekend you're eating like crap and there's no balance whatsoever. And so honestly, the consistency is going to be key more so than anything else. Um, you just, if you're only eating well one day a week or you're only exercising one day a week, yes, you do have to start somewhere, but I would say like a little bit every day versus a lot once in a while. Um, consistency is absolutely key. So you don't like need to track all your food initially. Um, you don't need to like calculate everything, but it can give you great insight into your existing habits and basically teach give you awareness as to, excuse me, and provide some sort of awareness as to like what some realistic next steps would be. So here's my number one tip. Basically, it's very simple. If you want to lose weight and keep it off, you should start with nutrition first. And that is typically the hardest thing for people. Um, usually food is where we fall off like right away. So my, my advice to you is to pick one area of focus, whether it's breakfast, lunch, dinner, your water intake, eating more greens, uh, making sure that you have, you know, more protein in your diet, whatever that goal is that you choose, just pick one thing, implement one thing, and then keep adding those things in slowly until you've kind of mastered your nutrition. Because honestly, if you try way too much at once, it's going to feel overwhelming and you're going to go back to that cycle of, pretty much binge eating or, um, falling back into old habits. So in terms of balance, <laughs> it can be really hard. And this is something that I coach my clients on, you know, it's a balance of knowing your needs, 
um, plus mindful eating. Um, and I provide recipes and all that stuff. I don't do meal plans because I don't believe that life should be that rigid, but you know, there's so many tools that I teach, um, in order to help people find their flow, make it as easy as possible. And I just hope that, um, this little live has kind of given you a little bit of insight into maybe things to start trying, things to avoid. Um, so you can stop making some of these mistakes. I appreciate you. And as always, be bold, be fit. Mm -hmm.